Welcome back to The Answers Obvious, where you have the questions and we have the answers. This is episode number 17, coming live from the Funky Bunker this Thursday, November 1st, 2018. I think that's the name of it. Is it? That's the Wi-Fi password. the uh, location on Instagram? Something. I can't remember what it is. But, you know, people always be asking me questions all the time like, Stevie G, how can I listen to The Answer's Obvious? And I tell them The Answer's motherfucking obvious. You can access our first episode, this episode, and every other episode to follow by subscribing to The Answer's Obvious podcast in the iTunes podcast store. You can also find that direct link in the bio of my Instagram profile at Stevie G, Stevie G, and my pin tweet on Twitter at Tweety G, Tweety G. And, yo, by subscribing, you get the notification sent right to your phone. At like 7, 7.30 in the morning every Friday. So subscribe to that shit. Also, please be sure to go follow the Answers Obvious Instagram account at the Answers Obvious so we can do numbers on that bitch. <laughs> I'm joined tonight as always by the co-host with the co-most at Rach Face Yo is where you can find her on the gram. Rachel Young, what's good? I have a question for you. So, Is it the direct link or the direct link? You know, it's interchangeable. <laughs> it's uh, Sometimes it's a process, sometimes it's a process. <laughs> I don't think it's ever a process. <laughs> Who says process? The Brits. Uh, my basketball coach used to say immature, and it drove me insane. Oh, I had a teacher that said immature as well. <laughs> but, like the first couple of times he said it, I'm like, what's he saying? And yes, I am. Immature, bitch. <laughs> immature. <laughs> Oh, uh, with some other ones. We had uh we had um Washington. Warsh. Or Warsh. <laughs> like throw it in the Bo wash. Cheryl Make sure you wash your hands. Shout out Bo Cheryl. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I hear a lot of them. A lot of them are, are great interacting with a, a global team. I know that in Canada, instead of saying I'll call you, it's I'll phone you. I'll mm, phone you yeah. up. Um a lot of this stuff. Tell the one about uh, when they'd ask you. You okay? Are you, yeah, you okay? Oh, yeah. You know how we use what's up? Like, what's good? What's up? Theirs is, you okay? So th <laughs> this occurs a lot via Skype, text. And again, you know how I feel about emails and texts. You can never really determine what, tone, the, what yeah. the tone is or attitude or anything. If there's any hostility or any urgency or whatever. Except if you type in all caps, then you know for damn sure that it's urgent. <laughs> But I would get a Skype message from one of my uh, one of my counterparts across the pond, and they would say, "Hey, Steve, you okay?" And I'm like, "What do you mean? What, what do you know? What have you What'd heard? You what are they telling you over there?" <laughs> Thanks for asking. No, Am I'm not. I? By the way, <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I was like, "Yes." <laughs> Am I okay? So I finally I told him one day I was like, "Yo, why y'all always asking? You okay?" And like, it's like, "Hey, you okay? You good?" I'm like, That's so funny. I'm like, yeah, we have, we have like, what's up or what's good? Yeah. Or what's happening in <laughs> or what it do? What so it do. So I try to, I try to That's throw. That's my. Uh, <laughs> That's your go-to. That's my greeting. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun with that. Uh, uh, on a side note, just to, just to go there. Um, the C word is, has a different meaning in Australia than it does like here or in the UK. Oh, it does. Yeah, the, all, very few words make me cringe. Or, it makes you cringe. And I've gotten used to it, mm. but it's still that's like when I hear that, you know, 
my ears perk up like, damn, out of all the words, like you could have said you bitch or you jerk or you asshole. You went with you. Hmm. I watch a lot of like cunt is what I'm talking well, about. Jesus <laughs> Figured I'd say it on here. <laughs> I think everyone knew what you're talking about. I watch a lot of British TV shows, so they say it a bunch and it doesn't really right. phase me anymore. But they use it in a negative context, right? Um, it's like an insult or I it's think saying, it's, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know for sure. I think it's definitely an insult, but I think it's, as you can like how it depends on your tone for like, sure. You know, like hear how you can be like, you're a bitch or like, right. Bitch. Like where Those my are bitches different. at? Yeah, so, like yeah. It's different. So I think that it's maybe similar. Okay. So I in Australia, know. it's just like, bro, homie, girl, like be like, uh, hey, what do you what do you think about what do you think about this surfer or this artist in Australia? Like, oh yeah, you know he's a good cunt, you know, <laughs> decent cunt. I mean, they're all just words, right? Yeah. Should we bring it to the stage? Uh, ben had. <laughs> <laughs> I just it, it's just funny, you know, uh, listeners. If you're in a crowded area, greet one of your best friends by. <laughs> What's up, you mad cunt? <laughs> God, my mom's listening to this. <laughs> and my aunt. Yep, well. Fuck it. I don't this care. This episode <laughs> isn't def- different than any of the other episodes. I so. haven't dropped cunt in any episode well, yet. I mean, <laughs> Let's just add that to the list. We've just been building to this moment, I guess, the whole time. We're out of bad words. <laughs> Goodness. We'll have a separate C word jar and a... Uh, the C word jar, that's a full dollar right there. That's a that's that's a, a that's paper. Dollar. That's paper money I think right that there. That makes sense. So if you're new to the answers obvious, here's how we do the damn thing. We break each topic down into segments, which you can find listed in the description of the episode by means of a time cue or timestamp. So that way you'll be able to know when each segment begins. And if you don't want to hear us talk about the C word <laughs> Or anything else, which I'm not going to put a timestamp. That's going to be a surprise for this one. But you're able to skip ahead and all that. Um, you know, we'd love for you to be able to listen to whatever you can. Listen to all of it, of course. But if you only got time for a little bit, hey, I think it's like you listen to 60 seconds. It counts as a full listen on <laughs> on our shit. We'll so take it. We'll take it. Um, and that way, you know, if there's if there's something that. Uh, you see on the rundown in the description there, you don't have time, you can always come back and revisit it later. So, as always, first first part of the show, Rachel, shout-outs, blast, was good. I don't good. have any shout-outs, but I do have a blast for the fucking parents driving their kids from house to house. What the fuck is, what's like, that about? Like for Halloween, for trick-or-treat? For trick Halloween, or yeah. Did you see a lot of those I last night? I saw a ton of that. Me and Oren went to eat last night. Then on our way back, we couldn't even get down, I forget what the street is, but we turn, if you turn off Thompson right before Rosie Twin Kegs. Yeah, yeah. And we couldn't get down the street because there were so many cars with their bl- uh, flashers on. Really? Trick-or-treating, yeah. And we would see like kids run back into the car They'd go down a little ways and they'd get back out. Really? Just walk. Okay, because I was gonna say, if it's if if like the parents in the car just kind of like moving along See, as I they're still, as they're bouncing from house to house. I still think that's bullshit. Walk with your kids. You can't go down a busy street like that five miles per hour. That's 
True. Fucked up. I did see that last night leaving the boxing gym in like, the nations. I get like what what do you do with your car? Well, you go to a neighborhood where you can park it, walk around, and then come back, go to the next spot. That's the other thing. I think that and I know this from from growing up because our neighborhood had sidewalks and was in was in an area that had a lot of other subdivisions with sidewalks. So we would have kids that lived off the highway where they, you know, it's like literally Highway 100 and about a quarter mile long driveway to the house. And then you'd have to, you know, walk back up the drive, <laughs> walk, you know, 50 yards down and then the next house. That's crazy. They would always come trick or treat. In our neighborhood, and I and I get that, but their parents, you know, they would park their car, and their parents would get out and walk with them, and all that. Mm-hmm. But that's crazy that you bring this up because last night was the first time that I saw it. I've never seen that before until last night either. Is this is this a generational thing? I don't are these know. the Generation X or, or the millennial parents that are like, I'm fucking walking. I'm, yeah, I'm I, driving. If it is, that's the saddest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, when I was growing up. We would do like hay rides sometimes, but we lived in like a gated neighborhood, so there wasn't like the street wasn't busy. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know, something like that makes more sense. But I I just think it's so lazy and ruins the fun of like running from each house. Yeah, definitely. That's uh. Here's another thing. Did you see any kids that had the uh, the pillowcase where they trick or treat with the pillowcase? No. <laughs> the fuck? These kids going soft. We used to take that damn pillowcase. You had a pillowcase? Fuck That's funny. yeah. I had like a special trick-or-treat like thing. Like, like a, a jack-o'-lantern little, yeah. pail? Yeah. And we had the same ones for a while. Yeah. My mom probably still has them, to be honest. You know, I started off with that, and I've even had like the plastic bag, but then we went to the pillowcase because the pillowcase you can plop over your shoulder <laughs> like fun. like Santa. That's funny. Yeah, there were, we only got like three trick-or-treaters while we were there because we weren't there the whole time. Um, and I didn't have the lights on when I was home, and I didn't think about how quickly it gets dark. So that's probably another reason why uh, we didn't yeah. get very many. Yeah. But um, a lot of kids had like the Kroger sack, which kind of made me sad. Oh. Because it's just more fun if you've got like a little... Festive one. Festive, Spooky like, one. Yeah. yeah. Did, uh, what, was, what was the candy selection that Orin's household uh went with uh so elliot bought a bag of like m&ms the peanut m&ms uh shout out my kids with the peanut allergies hope y'all <laughs> oh, hope y'all didn't shit. eat those um they had twix and milky way maybe that was it okay and then Seely, shout out to Seely, one of our listeners got me a bunch of candy and i ate all the uh shoot the kit kats and the reese's pieces and I can't eat anymore, so I put the rest of it in the candy. Nice. But we still fucking have it because we only got like three trick-or-treaters. Yeah. <clears throat> so now we've got all this candy that I'm probably going to eat. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> you think, you think you're think you like, oh, I'm not going to have any Halloween candy. And then you know what happens too? You Every, have a ton. You have a ton. Well, and then people bring it into the office. Like, well, yeah, I guess I'll bring it to the office. Next thing you know, your Maybe office is that. full with fucking candy. Uh, you'll see me at the office tomorrow with our candy. Um, one of my coworkers said this, uh, he was home alone. I don't know where his wife was. Um, I think she went to something with friends, but he was talking about, uh, parents asking for candy when they were <laughs> having their kids trick or treat. And it's like, number one, just eat some of your kids. Yeah, that's, you, what like, <laughs> that's, that's your reward for taking the kids trick or treating. And number yo, two, 
that bag of candy was five dollars. Go buy your own. Like that. Yeah, that's with your broke true. ass. <laughs> Especially the day after when you go to Walgreens. Oh, yeah, except the- except you go to Walgreens right now, it is all Christmas out. Really? That's, it's like at midnight they that's switch crazy. that shit. But yeah, they still have the Halloween candy on on sale. But yeah, that's like that's your parental tax. For taking the kids trick-or-treating. Parental tax. Yeah. My boss was thinking about doing the Jimmy Kimmel candy thing with his daughter, but he didn't do it. What's I'm that? so sad. Oh, what? You don't know the Jimmy Kimmel pretend you ate all your kids' uh, candy? No. Wait. Okay. I Refresh my memory. I've seen this so in the past. They, I'm pretty sure he still does it every year. But a couple of years ago, he was like, parents, pretend you ate all your kids' Halloween candy and get it on camera. Of course. And some of these kids said the most hilarious shit. Or they acted like little brats. But it was hilarious. That's my favorite. I would be really embarrassed if my mom video... Because I would have been a huge bitch about my mom eating all my candy. <laughs> I'm glad stuff like that uh, wasn't around yeah. when we were growing up. Hey, that's a, that's a lesson in capitalism and communism right there. Can't, I worked hard for that candy. <laughs> I went out at 4:45 p.m. 4:45. and I hit 200 houses in my neighborhood. As the as my pillowcase gets bigger, yeah. Well, I'll tell you this: my highlight from trick or treating as a kid, we had the Snapple lady that lived in our neighborhood. The Snapple lady. One of the Snapple ladies. She worked. She worked with Snapple, so they gave out Snapples. What? That's so crazy. My dad always enjoyed taking us trick or treating. Because he knew that he was going to get a Snapple a out of it. Snapple. Nowadays, I hear that some adults, if they see the, the parents out there, they're like, hey, you want a beer? Or you want a, oh. or, or some sort of cider or something? Because let's be real, if you're out trick-or-treating, That's a good idea. why not? Did you ever have the house that gave away the full-size candy bars? No. That's some rich people shit. There was one house that did. I That's remember that. Insane. I think I think he played for the he played for the Titan the Titan oh, or the Oilers at one point. Cool. He was an NFL player. That's insane. Yeah. What about the people who leave the bowl of candy with a sign that says Just take one? Yoop. Pour the <laughs> whole thing in the bag. Sorry. You oh, snooze I never you did lose. that because I'm a rule follower with a uh, lame Well. Um also, like my dad, uh, because I was talking about how we probably should have left ours out when we went to sleep. And my dad was like, someone could, like, put something in it, though. So it's not safe. Yeah. Maybe back in the day. can't believe people fucking did that. I don't know. Remember, it was always like, make sure your parents check your candy beforehand. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't recognize, <laughs> if you don't recognize, like, <laughs> Snickers or Twix or, you know, M&Ms or whatever, like, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> Do you have anyone that gave out any other weird shit? Like anyone no. that gave out, no dentist gave out a toothbrush or Mm-mm. like the candy apples or anything? No. That's good. I don't know. I hope I hope one day I can get to the level of full-size candy bar flex. Uh, weird flex, though, okay. Yeah. Is it weird? It's uncommon. <laughs> it's balling. I just think it's like not worth it. But you're gonna make They're some. They're getting so much candy. But you're gonna make some kids' night right I mean, there. You know, okay. giving them that full size. They're I like, got damn. To do than make some kids' night. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have any shout outs to give or any blasts to give. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, let's see. I leveled up on Pokemon Go. I'm level 33 <laughs> Nerd. now. 
takes a long time. Does any, anybody still play Pokemon Go besides Stevie? Yeah, only the realist. The uh, <laughs> lady that works at Ties, she also plays because I heard y'all talking about. Yeah, we're friends on it. Friends. We're friends on it. So now we can raid. Update, they we, are friends. We can raid gyms together. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to get a fucking life. <laughs> You know, quit listening to this. Pause the podcast. Pause the <laughs> Don't podcast. Don't tell our listeners not to listen. <laughs> I listen to the podcast while I play Pokemon Go. <laughs> Multitasking, bitch. Uh, That's how we yeah, do he it. He texted me uh, this morning. He was like, "You don't smudge, bro." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I was listening to it again. Talking about uh, what you call them, smudge bundles. Smudge bundle. Uh, you don't smudge, should, bro. That should be one of our <laughs> posts on Instagram. Let's do Let's that. Let's make that meme. Smudge bundle. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, what'd you do this weekend? This weekend, I taught a buttload of boxing classes. It was fun and very tiring. And Saturday, I thought it was an evening Preds game, but it was a afternoon. It was a 2 p.m. one. And I took... Harry's fiance Hope, because mm. Harry was out of town on a bachelor trip with Oren, and uh, I was like, "Yo, let me." I haven't kicked it with Hope in a while, and since she's essentially the extension of my best friend, <laughs> I was like, "Yo, Hope, let's go to the game. Let's talk shit," <laughs> and, <laughs> which is what we did. That's it was fun. great. Yeah, and other than that, I think I just uh, trying to think if I ate anywhere cool or fun. Oh, we went to Peg Leg after. Peg Leg. Yeah, got them ribs. Them ribs. So, yeah, that's really all I did this weekend. Pretty low-key. Wish I could have spent more time outside Sunday because it felt amazing. It did. What about you? What did you do? I went to a Jewish wedding. Um, I guess more half-Jewish. The good half. <laughs> so that's a good fella's joke for those. Uh, um. Whose was it? It was my friend Emily. She was one of my first friends, like new friends moving to Nashville. We met through, my sister uh, was working with one of her best friends. And funny enough, so they had this like uh, welcome event the after the rehearsal dinner for everyone that was like out of town, but also people who were in town could go. And the first night me and Emily met, we were at the Family Wash, which is now Vinyl Tap, which is where... The thing was, the we- welcome, I keep wanting to say week of welcome like it's college, but it's like welcome from yeah. the family or something like that. So anyways, we saw her now husband Matt playing that night, and that's the whole reason why we went is because they were meeting up for like what, like the second or third time. Wow. So I was there for like one of their like second For the meetups. beginning. That's Isn't dope. that crazy? Yo, so the, okay, I know where the family wash is. I know what yeah. you're talking about, but now it's called. Vin- vinyl Tap. I still love that name so much. <laughs> it's fucking great. It's a cool spot. You can like buy records and drink beer. The American dream right there. Uh, it's on your favorite part of town though, East Nashville. Yeah. Uh, about about that. You only hate it because you're not cool enough to know anything about it. Nah. <laughs> that ain't it. I just I just like living and don't want to get shot oh my god that ain't it either because you know i keep that thing on me (laughs) and that can happen literally anywhere so it can moving on nashville news let's talk about rachel super (laughs) safe city (laughs) how do you feel about the second amendment (laughs) um nashville news the only thing i really have as far as nashville news goes is 
the Titans play the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas for Monday Night Football on Monday. I hope we win. It's just, it's good when our teams win, whether you're a sports fan or not. Oh, yeah. When our city's team wins, it's just good for morale. It's yeah, good. I think so. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's why I really love Preds games, because it doesn't matter what religion or political party someone claims or anything. Just everyone's there together and just yelling, you suck at the other team. <laughs> and I love that. And it's like our city's better than yours. Uh, so, yeah, go puck yourself. Go puck um, yourself. Other news, not necessarily Nashville related, but I guess globally, it's November. It's fucking, cr- <laughs> I can't believe it's November. This year has, <laughs> I wish y'all also could have seen the jazz hands that Stevie just did and said, <laughs> November. <"It's> November. <laughs> jazz hands. Um, this year has flown by. I feel like old people used to always talk about like, where is the time gone? Well, I'm now that old person. <laughs> It's crazy because we are so busy yeah. that we, you know, we literally have something other than, other than work day to day. Yeah. Our weekends are packed, you know, <clears throat> we move so quick <laughs> and so often it's, it just goes by so fast. Yeah. I've, I've been hella busy and one of my friends asked me if I could do something on one of the only free nights that I'll have next week. And I was just like, sorry, I literally just don't want to do anything. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> is that what being almost 30 is like? Something like that. Because I'm okay with it. Yo, I'm looking back right now. It's It's been five months since Bonnaroo and my New York trip this year. That's crazy. Five months. Like, all the shit that's happened in five months, it's crazy. It's nuts. <sighs> but I love it. This is a good time of year. <laughs> Yeah, it's my favorite time of year. In in your industry, do things kind of speed up and get busy or do they wind down? Because Not I know like we have a lot of friends in the adult beverage industry and this time of year is like their busy season That's because crazy. every they're every you know, all the different all the different restaurants on premise and all the liquor stores and warehouses and gas stations and, and now fucking um uh grocery stores. They're stocking up because yeah. everyone buys a massive amount of alcohol during Thanksgiving, Christmas, mm-hmm. so they are able to tolerate the time with their families. <laughs> oh, man. No, our our busy season is like the summer. Lots of events. And we'll do like Makes New Year's sense. Eve is when it will like start back up again. Yeah. And then do you get like a little bit of a slowdown and a dip? Yeah. I'm currently in the dip. That's dope. This is the time where the music industry shuts down. This is actually... Oh, yeah. Y'all will be off, like, for almost a month. Oh, uh, a little longer than that. <laughs> That's uh, crazy and amazing. So we're, this kind of prefaces what what our main topic of discussion is tonight, which is, which is job history. We thought it'd be a lot of fun for Rachel and I to discuss the types of jobs that we've had since our first jobs to where we are now. Um, one of the cool things about the indus- the music industry is that especially for my company we're really at the mercy of our partners which are Apple, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, Deezer, Google Play, all of that. All of them shut down essentially from Thanksgiving until the end of January, That's which is so dope. Awesome. And you know, we we put on our website once once we get that notification from the stores that say, "Hey, if you want if you want your music to go live, 
on Thanksgiving, you have to submit it by this date. So we put all, and then it goes on and on there. So if you want someone to come out on Christmas Day, there's the deadline of like December 3rd that it has mm-hmm. to be out. So that way things kind of slow down for us. And also, if you're trying to put music out right now, independent artists, and you haven't been planning this shit for several months, don't put it out. Yeah. You're competing. This is the time of year that you're competing with like the top A-listers. People who put out music, artists who put out music this time of year are like the Drakes, Adele's, Bieber's, really? Taylor Swift's, Sam Smith, like that. Like that. Um, which, here's the crazy <laughs> thing. A lot of the A-listers have put something out recently, so... I don't know who's going to surprise us uh, t- between now and Christmas. <laughs> Frank Ocean. Uh, Fingers crossed. Probably. Overnight. Uh, did you see that article, speaking of Frank Ocean, that was talking about how he like went back up on uh, like top played songs? I don't know on what. Uh, but there was a meme that was created from it. It was like a screenshot of the article title. And uh, the comment or the tweet, I guess, was yeah. we're all going through a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> it's very relatable for 2018. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. I love that when something happens to an artist and they end up being like at the top of stuff again. Like, do you remember who who performed that year? Was it Bruno Mars? Someone performed at the Super Bowl halftime show and they brought out Missy Elliott. And oh yeah! She, and, and the next week, sh- she was like the number one, two, and four yeah. position on the iTunes charts and the Hot 100. <laughs> like people were like, "Oh shit, like, I gotta go uh, back to my Missy jams." Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Dope. <laughs> well, let's 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 rewind it back. Okay. Let's take it back, way back. Let's talk about our first jobs, and I'm talking about the jobs before you filled out a W two <laughs> or a 1099. I'm talking about that cash money under the table jobs. And probably what I'm guessing for you. You're guessing. And for me and for most people out there, first jobs when you're young is probably babysitting people younger than you. Mm, yeah. So. Not He already knew that. It's literally on the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that would be a good assumption had you said that when before I told you. Yeah. I assume because that was mine as well. It it was? I babysat Phil's uh, best friend and his little brother that growing up. That is so funny. They lived around the corner. Were and you so, a fun babysitter or a mean babysitter? I was fun. These <laughs> So, okay, the because one was Phil's friend. Yeah. He was only three years younger than me. And then his younger brother was three or four years younger than him. Okay. So they were fun. They lived around the corner so I could walk there and back. And it was, you know, it was easy That's cash so money. I babysat this one family. They were, they lived down the street from us. That's how we met. My sister did it first. And then when she went to, um, I did it a little bit when she couldn't. But then when she went to school, I started babysitting full time. And one time my brother like came and helped me. I can't remember if, uh, I think there were like more kids. Maybe they had like a party and like we were oh God. like watching like all the kids. So oh my brother God. came to help me. And uh, Mimi, the littlest baby, I was like handing Reed Mimi. And he just Wait, like. When you say littlest baby, how old are we talking? Infant, toddler, two? Infant. I mean. Oh shit. Okay. I don't know. So you handed him to your brother. Probably one years old. That's still an infant, right? I don't know yeah. shit about babies. Probably. As I'm talking about me being a babysitter. You're clearly qualified. <laughs> 
You were qualified I 15 years ago. I just went down the ago. street and they paid me $10 an hour. So, uh, but so I, you're handing baby I Mimi to read. Baby Mimi to read. And he just stood there holding her with his arms out, kind of like, uh oh, why did I agree to this? <laughs> so that's what I think of like when you say you're a babysitter. Yeah. You being like, oh, God. No, okay. <laughs> Yeah, when I say okay, my term of baby my my version of babysitting was watching movies and like making I mean, popcorn for my brother's friend and, and brother. Yeah. You know? I mean that's kinda what it was for me. I ain't changing no diaper. Oh, I deal, okay. I ain't dealing yeah, with, I did I did change diapers. If you ain't potty trained, I ain't I ain't taking the gig. Well, what are you gonna do when you have kids? I mean, I guess I know that you were that's maybe not relevant because you're talking about young Stevie. Yeah. Not adult Stevie, not changing your baby's It's like, yo, I've only been wiping my own ass for a short <laughs> period of time. Back for then, one what? year. <laughs> for one year. <laughs> now I got to do it for this kid? Mom! I did have one one instance where uh, I had asked the, the, oldest, the oldest brother, uh, I was like, yo, Let's make some popcorn and put on a movie. He was like, I'll make the popcorn. So I think instead of three minutes, he put 30 minutes. Oh, God. And so next thing I know, I'm, I'm just thinking like, yo. You're not like, where the fuck's that popcorn that's, at? That's what, I, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> and then he goes, I'll get it. He goes downstairs. And I'm looking from the top of the stairs. And he comes around the corner holding this flaming bag of popcorn. And he's laughing like he thinks it's funny. And I'm like, drop it's, that shit. I'm like, fire? what are you doing? It's on fire. Yeah, he's cracking up. <laughs> Oh my God. He he, he was been bad. he was a little menacing at time times, but uh, but yeah, smoke alarm went off and all that, and and I just threw it in the sink. And well, I've got one that tops that. Well, maybe for you it tops it because it has to do with poop. But this the her older brother John Alex. I guess he was three or four, and he would whenever I'd like put him down for bed, he wouldn't go to sleep. Like I could hear him running around in his room. And it's funny uh. to think like how like, cause I remember being young and my mom like catching me being awake. I'm like, how'd you know? Cause you're being loud as fuck. I can hear you. Right. So I'd be like, John Alex, you need to go to sleep. So finally I yelled up there a couple of times. He didn't go to sleep. So I went up there. He's got poop all <gasps> over his hands. And I'm like, uh. what'd you do? And he, rolled it into little balls and hid it around his room. He rolled it into little smudge bundles. <laughs> And he hid the smudge bundles in he his room. He hid them. He invented the game so called Hide the Poop. I gave him a bath and I was just like, well, I guess I'm going to let his parents deal with this. I'm not searching for poop in this three-year-old's room. Playing the game called Hide the and Poop. And they got another babysitter after that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was fun, though. We would play soccer. Actually, I would just stand in the goalie and they would – uh, kick soccer balls at me, and I'm not good at soccer at all. But I mm. am when the kids seven because there were three of them, so it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I can't imagine the kids these days. I'm talking about like preteen, teenage, young teenage boys and girls babysitting, mm -hmm. like doing that now. I feel like it's so different, and and this is just me speculating because all the kids we didn't have fucking phones when we were babysitting yeah. kids, and there weren't iPads or anything. No. There weren't even flat screen TVs. Like, <clears throat> like, you had to put in a fucking VHS tape or something. Yeah. I just imagine babysitting now is the stuff that I see when I see babysitters out in public. They, like, they're ordering at a restaurant, and they give the kids iPads. And they just sit there, and the kids are on that. Like, That's crazy. It must be easy. 
<clears throat> Wait, so you see babysitters out in the wild? How well, do you I, know guess, babysitters? I guess nannies. Oh. Yeah. Um, and just context clues that I hear about it. What was the most you got paid babysitting? Mm. And this is back like 15, at least 15 years ago, you know? They would pay me 10 if it was like, sometimes they would give me like an extra like hours worth of money, even like, like a just, tip just type. Cause, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that's dope. But I think when it was, when we had all those kids that time, I think they might've done 15, but back then that was a lot of I money. I mean, I got paid. Uh, I remember my dad being like, holy crap, they paid you a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> well, think about it. Like back then, before the minimum wage went to seven twenty five, it was like five bucks and some change. That's crazy. And do you remember when gas was like ninety eight cents a gallon, ninety five really? cents a gallon? Like that was that was the shit, you know. So I mean, getting paid that much was was a lot. <clears throat> I like can't remember what I would spend it on. You know, me too. Like, I really I'm like, can't what remember. did I do with all that money? That's think, what I think about every paycheck that comes yeah, in. Now. <laughs> Bills. That's what it goes to now. Shit, you got to do. <laughs> But Br- bridesmaid dresses, wedding shit, <laughs> bachelorette trips, yeah, all that. I think I gave a lot of the money to to my parents, and I was like, "Here, just like, because I, I don't, because they managed all my finances and shit." And you're like, put this in my bank account. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> let me talk. To, let me talk to my financial advisors real quick. That's hilarious, mom. <laughs> uh, okay, so I guess. Other than that, my first real job, still getting cash money under the table, but the same family that um, I babysat for. That's hilarious. The the mom has an event planning company, and actually Phil worked as a as a bartender for the private event planning later on, one of his main jobs. But the dad, he had a carpet cleaning business, and so he needed an assistant, and I was at that age, I think I was like 12, 13 and a apprenticeship. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I rolled with him to these carpet cleaning jobs. And it was like, it was a job that, because I'd asked him, I was like, you know, is this a job where when we're done, we're done? Or am I trying to like, you know, is this like a run out the clock type of thing? Or is this, you know, do it should take you X amount of time to do each thing? And it was one of those things where you had to like, first thing I had to do was vacuum the entire room. And if you're cleaning up, two three story house that every room had carpet in it before people put in the damn hardwoods ripped <laughs> yeah. up that fucking carpet um did you see any just like crazy gross stuff um i don't think so i think for the most part we were we were doing i mean let's be real the people that get their carpets clean are people who give a fuck mm-hmm. people who do, who need their carpets clean yeah. and don't do it they're probably they're probably gotcha. not about that life. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about people of different socioeconomic, uh, okay. yeah, rich people and poor people, whatever. <clears throat> um, for the most part, not. I mean, there would be. I mean, rich people can be dirty assholes. That's too, that's true. That's true. I guess it's more of people people who took pride in their homes and people who didn't give a fuck. That's gotcha. what it was. Uh, I didn't know if you were just like cleaning blood stains out of like I don't know. Oh God. Uh, I think so. I mean, we definitely did some areas. There was maybe blood or red wine or something, but most of it was like stairs, high traffic areas in the mm. middle of stairs. I carbon that shit sucked. But you had to va- you had to vacuum every room. Then you had to go around with the piece attachment and get the edge of every room. All of that floorboard. Then I'd have to clean the floorboards. Mm-hmm. 
My mom used to make me do that growing up, so. <laughs> it it took, it would take that me about. That was a job I had, but I did not get paid. Yeah. It took me, it took me about maybe 45 minutes to do each room of that. Fuck. So, I mean, each, it would be like, if, if we did two homes in one day, that was incredible. Because it yeah. was mostly like. You spent a day per job if you're doing the whole house. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we would do like upholstery stuff, so like couch cushions mm -hmm. and and all of that. But I remember. Did you wear a uniform? It was it was uh, khaki pants and or, or khaki shorts and a and a black shirt and white shoes. That's white what it was. Shoes. Yeah, you wanted to look you know want to look clean and all that <laughs> going in there. But that's what, what it was. Were you about to say? Pay. I got paid twenty bucks an hour Holy to do that. Holy crap! Yeah. How old were you? Uh, like. 12, 13, 14. What? Yo, and like I said, these were like eight, nine, ten hour gigs. So I'm walking out of there with When would you do it? Like on a weekend? During the summer. During the summer. During the summer. Da, 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 da. Yeah, during the summer. Okay. So that was that was my first like real cut my teeth working, hard work, like sweating, you know, like yeah. damn, this is this ain't no lemonade stand, you know. <laughs> What about, okay, what about your first real, like, W-2 job? Like, okay, now the government knows you working. Um, I feel kind of like an asshole because it wasn't until college. But so? It doesn't matter. I was a hostess at Paleo's Grill in Murfreesboro. Nice. And I'd have to answer the phone, and I'd be like, it's a great day to celebrate at Paleo's Grill. This is Rachel. How may I assist you? Is oh. that long? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they hung up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when I first started... Uh, so we had this, uh, did you, did you go to Paleo's? I went once. Uh, their food was pretty good. I mean, it was you, Ian, Ian Chelsea yeah. Curtis worked there too, yeah, right? So, both of them. so yeah, that's, I mean, a lot of people we partied with in college, they were, yeah. they were homies uh, there. Funny story, you know, Allie's boyfriend, Drake, yeah. his best friend is a guy named Adam, who I worked with at Paleo's Grill and his wife also worked there after I was gone. Small fucking world. Isn't that world. crazy? But um, we had, so they had this, like, we called it the pit is like a section, but it's like behind the hostess stand, and there's just like two booths on each side. And when I first started, Parker, uh, who was actually from my hometown, he worked there too, and um, he would go in the pit and call the phone so that I'd have to do the greeting. I was like, you're an Damn, So pranks. they fucked with me hardcore. <laughs> That's what's up. How long did you do that for? Uh, on and off in college. Because I started during the summer and then went to like just weekends during the school year. Then I quit and then I came back. So maybe like two years total. They tried to talk me into becoming a server a couple of times, but I was always like, nah, I just think I'm... Like there were a couple of times that I'd have to help out and get people, give people bread, get drink orders and if it were like three drinks, I could handle it. But whenever I tried to put everything on the tray, I couldn't lift it. Shit's I was heavy. Just like no. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? So my first W two was in a was in a restaurant. It was a it was a small family owned local cafe and bakery in Bellevue that probably. 50% of the kids in Bellevue got their first job here. Really? Yeah. Mickey worked there. I worked there. <laughs> now, so here's the thing that's different. So after my sophomore or beginning of my junior year, that's when I became homeschooled, did like online school. So I figured, well, I might as well stack some change while I'm doing this. So I got a job there. Again, making five twenty-five an hour, you know. But it was... Um, that's fucking 
crazy. Yo, and then after taxes and Social Security and Medicare, five twenty five an hour becomes like four dollars and in like eighty cents. And like for a kid like you, it's fucking nothing. Like that, like that's well. What I'm saying is, for a kid, that's fine. You're being sure, taken sure. care of. You're learning responsibility. You're learning the value but of a dollar. We have like some twenty six year olds that work but there too. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. How is someone supposed to? Work 40 hours a week and support themselves on that. I know. Well, here's the crazy thing, though. Back then, oddly enough, but as I was working there, they they switched it. The uh, federal government switched it to 725. That's still nothing. It's right, exactly. <laughs> so I remember when I got my first raise to six dollars from 525, Woo! six dollars, and then. Then they had to pay us seven twenty five yeah. an hour, and they were not happy That's so about crazy. that. I saw this really annoying post uh, last year about the minimum wage. What is it right now? Do you know? Seven twenty five. Seven twenty five. And, and Tennessee follows the federal minimum gotcha. wage. I saw, saw this post on um, Facebook last year during the election, and it was talking about like if a McDonald's worker, blah blah blah, should get paid this much then i'm a nurse i should definitely and it's like yeah bitch no fucking shit yeah it goes everyone right. should get everyone paid should more. get paid more that's the point that's the fucking point so everyone should get paid more the, that's ridiculous the crazy I don't thing care is if you're flipping burgers you should be paid a living wage for that absolutely hey i i agree i completely agree i think that in a society whether you are a doctor or you are someone who is sweeping shit off the sidewalk if you are doing it for 40 hours a week, you should be able to make enough money to where you can live alone in a one, even if it's a one bedroom studio apartment. Yeah. But that's the thing. So back, back then when I worked there, which was, you know, 15 years ago, we did have some people that were 26 and even 30 and they were still able back then you could still live in a one bedroom apartment by yourself. Yeah. Now you probably didn't have a lot of spending money and shit. But at the same time, you know, you're doing you're doing the same work that a 15 year old kid is doing. Yeah. So the skill levels there. But nowadays, and I think it actually happened within the last three or four years that because the cost of living, especially in Nashville, like the percentage of people who can afford to live in a one bedroom apartment or live by themselves, like yo, I don't think that. And this is a conversation for another time, of course. Mm. But I don't think that someone who is in their mid-30s should have to resort to having a roommate that is not a significant other. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> just just because just because of the way the economy is and all of that. Yeah. But anyways, I, so I was working there, and I had always given them suggestions. This, this actually working there kind of s- sparked, like, my, my entrepreneurial bug. At this location... You walked up to the counter and you ordered your soup, salad, sandwiches, and all that. Now, they used a POS system that was fucking prehistoric. So you had to put inner things a certain way, and so you had to wait to listen to the order a certain way so you could put it in. So sometimes if they didn't say it the right way, you'd have you'd to have wait. you have to redo it. Yeah, and it, it took a lot of time, okay? So that was my first— I would be terrible at okay. that. So that was my first. That was my first, like, uh, suggestion. And, <laughs> and I was met back with, do you know how much those things cost? And I'm like, well— no, I don't. But well, yeah. but here's my other thing. Most places that if there's a line at the door, there's usually some menus, paper menus that you can read. So you knew what you want when you got up there. They had the menu on a board back behind. 
So you would have people who had never been there before or people who were just indecisive that would show up and be like, I want, um, um, and so I'm looking at someone 20 people back towards the door who's giving me this look like I got 25 minutes left on my lunch break, you know? (laughs) And so I said, Hey y'all, why don't you print off like paper menus? So that way when people know when they get up there and then you can put it in fast and you can, you know, you can turn tables really quickly. That's crazy. So a, a lot of it was, I was met with, you're young. You don't know what you're talking about, which was fine. But one day, I went into this place called Bread and Company. <laughs> See, I'm not going to use the name of of the pre- previous place. I can say this though; it is still in business, mm-hmm. and I still go pop in on occasion. But then I went to Bread and Company. That was like a small family-owned chain here in Nashville. They had one in Bellmead, Green Hills, West End, and Cool Springs. And I walked in, and they had a POS touchscreen for orders, and it looked like it was a pretty chill, relaxed environment. So. I talked to the GM and she hired me and she started me at $9 an hour and gave me my like this my own schedule which was like open every morning Monday through Friday which is what I wanted cuz I was in high school. Yeah. So uh, I went to when I I went ahead and accepted the job and then I went and talked to my boss at the first place and I was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, they offer me this much. Can you match that? She was like, no. I'm like, you can't match a dollar more. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I'm like, they're paying me a dollar more and I'm doing less work. Also at this place, because it was so mom and pop, you know, oriented mm-hmm. that, and I was there a lot because I was homeschooled and I worked day shifts and afternoon shifts that these kids that would come in for the afternoon shifts or that would work on the weekends, they were fucking lazy. Mm-hmm. And because I, I was there all the time. The owners would always look to me for stuff. And I would, you know, I would, here's a a British phrase for you. I would end up taking the piss, (laughs) you know, and, and, uh, it just, it just sucks. So I said, all right, well, I quit. And she goes, cool, go home. I was like, yeah. (laughs) So I started that and it was great. And the best part, there was an alley behind uh, bread and company. So, um, I would sell weed out of the back of that too. Gosh. My friends would roll by and I would sell them weed. So you really don't care that your family is gonna listen to this? I sold my friends weed. <laughs> I wasn't like selling I mean, did your mom know that before she literally just listened to it just now? She probably didn't she may, may have had an idea. <laughs> I I'll- sold weed a long time ago. <laughs> Statute of limitations. Don't worry. I'll just bitch. email your mom tomorrow and we'll talk about it. Please don't. <laughs> So yeah, that was, that was my, that was, um, but that was a cool thing. So, uh, yeah, there's some things at Brennan company. See, I'll say, I'll, I'll mention that, you know, incriminating myself there, yeah. statute of limitations, but there are some things that I'm not going to say because I'll be incriminating myself within that company. <laughs> Anyways, mm-hmm. um, you had another job in college though. It was a non-traditional job, but it was still a job. You were a student orientation oh, yeah. uh, advisor, right? Yeah, um, so SOA, it was the freshman orientation assistant, so I would take little groups of freshmen around campus. Racking up those Facebook friends. <laughs> I did. Right? I even had like a, this was back when like, because Facebook was new to me, I'd only had it since um, I was a freshman, so I was a junior when I applied, and um, <laughs> so I was, I didn't have the same major every 
um, I guess session of yeah, like yeah. groups that would come through. Um, I would have RIM recording industry sometimes. Sometimes I'd have the aerospace. Sometimes I've had I would have undeclared. Um, so I didn't know a bunch about like the different um, different like, colleges, yeah, different yeah, colleges sure. and all the stuff. Um, but I had like a Facebook group that, and they didn't like recommend that you do this, but some other agents that were like really agents, some other like SOAs, SOAs would, student, um, student orientation agents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they would, uh, do this with their students where they'd have like a, a group so they could remind them about like enrolling through like the next, like it'd be the fall semester into the spring and then kind of after that. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. cool. So yeah. like I thought that was helpful and nice. Help and, bringing people together you know, too. I'm a two, so I'm all about helping. So I, fucking and twos. I wouldn't really like, like promote it, but if they wanted to be my friend, I would add them. I added probably every single one of those students and added them to that group and i ended up having to block one because he was trying to date me (laughs) (gasps) sending you those d pics yeah that was that was that guy that would just like that's the first time that any well maybe not the first but that was the one where i was just like we're not even having a conversation and you're just sending me a dick pic damn it's too much at least at least tell me hello first (laughs) Say first, start, send a text. You okay? He actually and then dick pic. He DM'd me on Instagram uh, at the beginning of the year, and ugh, it just talk about a message you don't want to receive from someone. I blocked him, and I just recently saw that he has a new account, and it was suggesting that I be his friend. Isn't that crazy? So I blocked that account. Good. <laughs> Report that shit. What is it? I'll report it too. I mean, he didn't like try and friend me or anything this time, but I'm just like, will you leave me alone, dude? It's kind of creepy. So creepy don't fucks. add all the college freshmen on Facebook. Yeah. Add them on USA. Instagram instead. Add them on Snapchat <laughs> where dick pics are more accessible. Sending dick pics through Facebook Messenger. What the fuck? That's a, what kind of primitive bullshit is that? Oh my gosh. But um, might as well ma- send it in the mail. It, Stamp other that than shit. Uh, that creepy kid. It was a lot of fun. I made a lot of friends in like different groups and Greek life and it was a lot of fun. That's cool. Looking back, I had some fraternity brothers that were SOAs and I kind of wish that I did that now. Yeah. But instead I was the one that was like just smoking a lot of weed in college (laughs) and yeah, it was, it was good. But, uh, so one of, one of my college jobs during the summer when I went home, even though I, at some points, I still lived in Murfreesboro. I worked at uh, Sunset Grill, which was on Belcourt Avenue in Hillsborough Village. It is now that building where the new Biscuit Love grilled cheesery oh, really? and I juice was about bar. To say, I don't remember where that was. So, real quick story on on Sunset Grill. It was it along with a couple other restaurants were like the. Um, they were the the owners and the restaurateurs were the pioneers of like the fine dining experience in Nashville. Because if you if you if you remember, like a long time ago, Nashville was not known for the culinary shit that it is now. It was a lot of steakhouses. That's what it was. We didn't even have like barbecue joints or hot chicken. Hot chicken is fucking new. If y'all are listening to this and wonder about hot chicken, that shit is new. Like <laughs> y'all that have been in Nashville for eight years, you're older than the hot chicken trend now. 
some places have had hot chicken before hot chicken became trendy. Like yeah, uh, the trend is new, but the I mean it's been new. around. It just hasn't been at every right. restaurant. Prince's like it is hot now. chicken was the OG. Yeah, hot chicken joint. Do not at me, and it's the best. Do not at me. Um, but Sunset Grill was the was one of the first ones, and and I was a uh, I was a busboy, and the kitchen expo expediter. So. It wasn't like you're, you're, you know, like busboy at Chili's or Fridays or something. Like I had to dress up a little bit and I had to have good etiquette and all of that. And this is a place where people would, you know, splurge on some, some like $30, $40 entrees, bottles of wine. So my tip share as a busboy was 1% of the total sales or total tip share, whatever it was that night. Mm-hmm. So your boy got paid cash. Um, I got a tip share as a hostess at Playa's too. Was it like, what was it, like half a percent or I something? I can't remember. And no one liked that I got it, but I would bust tables too. And I'm like, doesn't matter. You're the you. You're the first person people see, Mm-mm. and you're the last person people see. And I control who sits where, motherfucker, so don't talk yeah, shit tip me out, to bitch. me. <laughs> yeah, when that table of nine walk in, those nine businessmen walk in, they look like they finna, you know, they're already a little tipsy. They look like they're about to fucking drink. Yeah, all right. I'm gonna sit there yeah, with you. I, I can't lie. I would always t- I would always seat my friends first, and I would avoid as long as I could sitting uh, certain people that I hated. So for sure, Brent, if you're listening to this, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Get them. Back in the kitchen, as, as well. So as as a busboy, I got paid like the two dollars thirteen cents an hour bullshit. But then I got the higher tip share. Back in the kitchen, I got like five thirty five an hour. Plus half a percent. Uh, that was fun. And I thought it was so cool that here I am, 19 years old. Like, can, I'm the literally the last person to touch your food. I was the garnish guy. <laughs> the garnish guy. I was the guy. garnish guy. I made it look good. That's a good character. <laughs> it was it was fun. And you have to be like. The garnish guy. You got, you got to be on one to get all that stuff out. Because it's all timing. And I'm sure you've had, you, you've interacted with chefs before in the back. Chefs are. Not happy people. They are very. St- they take serious. They oh, take their job very seriously. They'd get pissed if I'd walk back. Oh, there. for sure. Like if I didn't have like the right shoes on and stuff, they would yell until I ran out. Exactly. Of the exactly. <laughs> that, yeah. Which I mean, like it. It was a lot of the time deserved because I wasn't wearing the proper shoes. That's what chefs whatever. do. That's what <laughs> chefs do. But I earned their respect. I'd give it back to them too. Uh, so I'd I'd phone with I'd phone with that. So I I did I will say this I did get the job because of uh, family friends. So the owner at Sunset Grill, who still owns part of Cabana and Midtown Cafe, mm. uh, he's really good friends with my mom and dad. Shout out to the Godfather, Randy Rayburn. Love that dude. <laughs> run for mayor, Randy. Not this go around. Maybe next <laughs> run around. He doesn't want to do it. It's too much. It's too much. But it was it was a lot of fun. I loved I loved doing that. Um, and it was great because even though it closed down a few years ago, when I no longer worked there and I was either still in college or after, that was usually my first like go to date spot. And it was dope. It was dope because I'd walk in and everyone be like, "Hey, Stevie!" It's like my Goodfellas moment. You know that scene from the Goodfellas <laughs> where he's walking in, and he gets that VIP Kinda, treatment. I'll have to rewatch it. Um, that's that's what it felt like, and they would always hook it up. And it and it was it was good, but that was my last job working in the restaurant industry. I still worked in the food industry later on, but I worked for myself and not for someone else. But we'll get into that 
in a little bit. I want to ask you this though. What was the worst fucking job you ever had? Um well, it's kind of a toss up. Multiple ones. Yeah. I've I've worked for some shitty people. Yeah. And like at the time, like looking back now, I'm like, why did I work there for so long? But um so there was <laughs> this is so weird that I did this. I can't even remember why. But um my dad was a general contractor when I was growing up. So he would like build how like residential houses. For sure. And later he did like commercial, like bigger stuff. But at the time it was just houses. So <laughs> one summer I worked for him at the fucking like construction sites. Did you wear a yellow hard hat? No, but I did have to wear like long pants. It was so hot. It was yeah. the summer. And then I would just wear, like, T-shirts that I would wear for, like, basketball or volleyball practice. So I had, like, the sleeves cut off. But I was the only girl. And I was, like, half, if not less than half, of everyone's age. Like, everyone was so old. It was not a great place for a 16-year-old to work. And uh, – or 16-year-old girl, I guess. Hell no. But – um. I just assumed that my dad would be there like most of the time. Nope, he was not. So it was just like me and all these fucking workers. And my dad had like a like two dudes that were like his main, like they would do anything for him. Like they would paint, they they could do anything. So I they would come to like our house for dinner and stuff like that. They were like my dad's like friends, you know, like work family. Uh, so I had like a good relationship with them. So them being there made me feel a lot more comfortable, but there were like workers that, uh, weren't like a part of my dad's main crew. Like there's this one guy specifically that would put up trim and he would measure a piece, cut it, put it up, smoke a cigarette, repeat. And I, I mean, he's rather than doing it for like doing measuring, yeah. cutting, putting it up yeah. for an hour and then taking a cig break. Yeah. And he, I mean, he smoked like, I don't know any, like, was he smoking a new cigarette? Was he like, I don't understand. They were probably Marlboro like he, Red 100. I mean, he was just like going through him. It was insane. So I didn't, <laughs> I brought it up to my dad, not thinking about like, oh, he's just not doing his fucking job i don't know like what did you snitch on him yeah, accidentally? I, snitched, I snitched on this guy which like good fucking thing because my dad's paying him by the fucking hour what'd your dad say he fired his Hell ass yes. <laughs> so i didn't work there much longer it was like literally a summer there was one time this the is boss's so daughter's here you better, yeah, better do your fucking job duh duh though duh so um, there was another time that my dad paid me to uh, watch a fire and make sure, like in the back of the yard, they had like burned all this stuff. Yeah. They were like, weren't going to, I don't, I don't know. And I ended up staying overnight at this like construction site in this, it was a gated neighborhood. I mean, it's Jackson. It was fine. But he paid me to stay overnight. How fucking weird is that? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Like I'm sorry. It back. I it's like, what? Yeah. So the original plan wasn't for me to stay overnight, but. Did he at least leave you with s'more supplies while you're watching <laughs> this giant fire? That's the least he this could do. Was, so when I did the construction job, I was actually like, I think 15 or 16. But this, when I did the fire, I was more like 18 and it was the weekend. So like, I didn't have anything to do. And so I was supposed to watch the fire and it just never went out. So my dad was like, well, just stay there. And then later, 
later he ended up like coming and he stayed there with me. But we stayed up like all night watching this fire. Isn't that weird? He brought when he came and joined me. He had brought this little like DVD player. Uh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, so we just like watched movie? movies. Uh, no, I mean just like we watched a ton of movies though because we stayed. I eventually like fell asleep for sure in my chair, and then we left at like. 4 a.m. or something Jeez. like that. It was crazy. Okay, <laughs> so, so weird. Just just to put this out there, and maybe we can add this on the gram as well at some point. Photoshop. All right, because I can't get this picture out of my head. <laughs> it's you wearing wearing cargo pants <laughs> and a. I wasn't wearing cargo a, pants. I don't matter. It's, it's it's in my head and a and a and a white high school basketball shirt. With the sleeves cut off to where you can still see like the scissor marks, with a yellow construction hat. Issa look. Aviators. Aviators. And, and you chilling with the homies on the construction site, <laughs> chain smoking Marlboro Reds. And just That's like, it. <laughs> That's what it with was. With the Timberland boots. <laughs> and maybe like one of those neon oh yellow gosh. vests. Or yeah. Isn't that so weird that I did that? Just I like, think I blocked it out in my mind. Smoking cigs, flicking them into the giant I fire. Think I, I want to say that I my dad made me do this when I was just being like a raging bitch. You know. Uh... <laughs> the cat just opened the door. That's the door slamming. The cat just opened. We're going to keep this running. Keep oh going. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I feel like if I remember correctly, which I could be wrong, I want to say that my dad made me do all this when I was being like a really emotional teenager. So maybe he thought that like some good hard work would do me good. Yeah. For know. maybe your twin <laughs> brother, you know, like. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, I'm still a bitch today. So it didn't work. <laughs> If anybody out there is a uh, general contractor looking for <laughs> some extra hands during this holiday oh my season, gosh. then hit me up at Rage Face Yo. <laughs> well, and the, it's funny because like I'm naturally good at all that stuff. Number one, because I mean I watched my dad do all this stuff. Number two, I literally worked construction for a summer, and number three, like I just like am interested in a lot of that stuff. So when I was hanging curtains in my Room. Have I told you this story about what my dad said to me? No, what he said. So, okay, I live with Oren and Elliot, and I'm trying to hang curtains because Oren won't get us blind. So I'm like, well, the only way to block the sun out is to get fucking curtains through those the paper that's he's hanging such, as fake He's such blinds. a good landlord. So he is a good landlord, besides the blinds. And um, so anyways, my dad, I'm like calling him to ask about like, because he knew when he was hanging my TV um, mount, like exactly how what the space is between um shit, the studs yeah the yeah, studs yeah. and so i called him to be like hey what like what's the the distance between the studs yeah the distance between the studs so when i'm like hanging the um curtain rod i wanted to know like from like where the window is like where i can hit a stud am i gonna have to use that little like mount thing right. you know, that goes in anyways so he's like why don't you get someone to help you? And I'm like, yeah, maybe that'd be a good idea. And he's like, actually, I think you should definitely get one of those boys to help you. I was like, hold the motherfucking phone. <sighs> you think that Elliot or Oren would be good at like construction over me? Like, I'm not saying any of us are experts, but I'm definitely better at this stuff. 
and how and how dare he assume that just because just because they are are males and have yeah have a have a dick and balls (laughs) (laughs) that they're better with tools yeah maybe playing with their own tools. they may both be tools but right i'm better at using tools (laughs) speaking of using tools The shittiest job I had <laughs> was working for. Okay, it wasn't. It, let me let me say this. My cousin ended up buying a a truck, a big box truck, and he contracted with a company that contracted with. Hmm, how can I put this? Um, giant corporate uh, home improvement stores. <laughs> Probably the biggest home improvement mm-hmm. store that exists. We got it. Okay. And uh, and so, I w- you know, it, we both lived in Murfreesboro at the time. I wanted to assist him with it. I thought it'd be fun, too. And it, wa- and it was fun. I enjoyed spending time with my cousin, and it was great. But this was some hard fucking work. And we delivered and installed appliances. So let me start off by saying this. Everybody, whether you're rich, you're poor, you live in the country... You live in the city, in a high-rise, whatever. Everybody's got a motherfucking refrigerator. <laughs> so I've been in I've been in crazy, I've been in every sort of house. That's crazy. I've been in I've been in like in shitty trailer park homes, mm-hmm. like in some slummy areas, and I've been in Dave Ramsey's assistance home and everything in between. If you can just Dave imagine. Dave Ramsey's assistant is who you're going to name drop for the the high the highest. I mean, this is weird flex, but okay. <laughs> good. Uh it's a big fucking home. I've been to some His other His assistant? Hell yeah. I guess that's cool. Good for Yo, if him you Dave Ramsey's assistant, you better be a millionaire. <laughs> wow, okay. I, I should have used a better example. Okay. We probably been we've been in some like some country yeah. music, all that. But we've, but we've been everything from like penthouse suites in downtown Nashville out to like the country. And we would go as far <laughs> as we would go as far as like Tullahoma to like southern Kentucky, North Tennessee border, that type of stuff. Thing is, is is really hard work because yeah, not the not the actual delivery and installation. But getting for one, you have to take the old appliance out of the home, mm-hmm. clean up, and then you got to bring the new one in. And some people's Man, homes—that's a lot. It's and and some of these fridges too, six seven hundred pounds. You know, we we would use these straps to move them in and all that. But these were days where like my cousin Hunt and I were getting up at at like three thirty four in the morning, leaving Murfreesboro to drive to um, drive to Antioch load up these trucks and then be out the door by 7 a.m. to hit our spots. And the thing is, you know, what and what a lot of people don't understand, and this is how this is kind of like serving tables. You know, they say like, you know, you shouldn't treat treat your server bad until you've served, you know, or you, you know what I mean? Like you know the struggle well, what yeah, it is. No one understands what other people's jobs entail right. until they actually fucking do it. For sure. So here's one right here. You know how when they say when you call when you move and you calling up Comcast or AT and T and they're like yeah we'll have a technician out between the hours of ten a.m. and four p.m. All right, mm-hmm. so what they do is they have people in logistics that group certain areas together, 
and they have certain time windows to hit. So you should essentially be spending anywhere between 45 minutes to 90 minutes in each stop. But the thing is, different variables cause for extended time. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you get there and it's it's an apartment building and things are hooked up differently, so it takes ta- a long time. So then you know, you'll show up three hours past the time window or even an hour past the time window and you have – you have a customer that's just already pissed off. And because you're doing this line of work, they think, you know, like, oh, well, you know, you're clear. I'm better than you, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it was it was hard work. And yeah, it was, I bet. And the, and the thing is, this is a job that you have to hit every stop until you can go back. So we let's say we were in, we were in, um, you know, south, maybe Bowling Green, you know, and then the south Kentucky area. And we finished our last stop. If we finished that at 10 p.m., we still had to drive back to Na- back to Antioch, unload all the old appliances. Old, oh my gosh! And then, what a long and ass then day. had to drive back from Antioch to Murfreesboro. There were times where I got back to Murfreesboro, got back to my crib, and he lived he lived in the um, oh I can't think of the area, but he lived more towards like the Laverne side mm-hmm. of you know of 8:40 down there. So that's where I would park my car, and so. It would be Bowling Green or wherever, back to Antioch, back to that area, and then back to Eaton Street. Damn. So I get in bed at like 2 a.m. just to wake up at fucking 4 o'clock again some days. Oh, my God. Now, I'll, I'll say part of the reason why this job sucked is because of the people planning out the logistics. Mm-hmm. Like, we would say, hey, it's making us go from one side of town to the other side. And they're like, well, that's the time they requested. If that's the time they requested, put them on a different fucking route yeah. or give them a different day. <laughs> also... People would think that we worked for that giant yeah. home improvement store. And so if there was any trouble, they're like, well, I'm going to call up <laughs> and, and let them and let them know. And we're like, yeah, OK, whatever. Like, they contract. Yeah. The, the last story I'll tell with this um, split level homes, you know, where you walk in. I fucking hate a split level. A lot of town homes. Lots of lots of homes had this. So you have the landing, the foyer and you have downstairs and upstairs. So we're bringing this giant fridge, probably six, seven hundred pounds, up these steep ass steps. On what? Just a dolly? Not, not even dolly. Dolly wouldn't work. And also, we didn't use the dolly a lot because dollies left marks, uh, and it may have been even raining so what that would day. You use? So there's these straps. Oh, it's like a harness. My God. It's a harness that. You, so they have. Do the you think ones that's for, easier? Well, they have them for the forearms, but then they have this. They have it. You literally I've put seen, it around I know your what shoulders. You're talking about. Yeah. It's so much easier. It's so much. That's easier. crazy. Now, my cousin Hunt's a big dude, like like football player. Like he's he's well over six foot. He's he's a strong guy. So I would be walking up, and he I'd be at the top, and he'd be at the bottom. Today we met our match, and or that day we met our match, and I'm pulling. I'm on like the last step, and he, and I'm just thinking like he's about to fall. And oh, this 700-pound fridge God. is about to fall on him. And because we have that strap connecting us, I'm You're going with fall him. You're going to fall, too. That's fucking So scary. at the top of the stairs, I look at the lady who owned – the homeowner, and she's like hands over mouth. She's like freaking out. <gasps> ah, you know, and, I'm, and I just – like, I, I, I said, I said, yo, grab me. Pull me. Yeah. And she pulled me, and that gave us just enough to get it over the oh edge. Oh, my god! So we got it up. We sat down for a minute, let our heart rate get back to normal. Damn. And as we're getting it, we're positioning it in the in the kitchen. No, she calls, she calls, 
that store, and all we hear is her complaining about the scratches that were made on the top of her landing from the hardwood area. Oh, before my God. she even consults he us, he literally about could it. have died exactly. right there in her well, fucking house. Well, that, that's that's the day I think that both of us were like, "Fuck this, fuck this." Because because here's the other thing too, my cousin Hunt. He does floors. He does carpet. He does hardwoods. All of that stuff. So he said he was he was very tactful. He's southern gentleman. And all that. he's like, ma'am, I really wish you would have you know approached me with with this before you called one of my supervisors about it. I would have given you my card here. I do I do hardwoods and I do that and I could have easily fixed this. I could have told you a quote and everything. I could have even you know told you alternative solutions. But the fact that we almost died. And, and Did that he was say her first all that? Move. He didn't or say that. Or just the no. like part. No. Meanwhile, I'm in the truck <sighs> cursing. It was a tough job. Damn. It was tough. But I will say, I did have a lot of fun doing some some of it. The trickiest part was getting everything moved in. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you now, um, anytime appliances, uh, if I move or something or need a new appliance, I just need them to drop it off because <laughs> your boy knows how to you install can do it. it. You should have helped us when our microwave broke that time. Picture the three of us holding that big ass Yo. microwave. I was like, no, so, we're hiring a professional. So to do definitely, this. definitely the microwaves and the dishwashers are the most difficult to install. Because they're like in the like cabinet. The, yeah, for sure. Um, I'd say the easiest are washers and dryers, refrigerators. Really, a lot of times mm-hmm. taking all the packaging, the styrofoam and plastic and all of that and tape holding every little piece together taking that off would take longer than the entire job that's fucking crazy but the name of the game was you know try to be as fast as you can mm-hmm. and we didn't understand we didn't understand how how these others how these other teams were going out and getting back and they weren't just getting back like right before us they were getting back like three or four hours before us until we rode along with one one day and we figured out that oh wow these guys just don't give a fuck about anything. Oh, shit. Yeah, and so we were like, they're not doing their job well at all. Yeah. But That's whatever. Bullshit. So that was that was the worst job that I had. Um, but, you know, again, experiences are dope. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got fucking strong for that. Yeah, I bet. But yeah. What do you say we take a quick break? Let's do it. Break time. And we're back. It's great because it's only like a three-second break on here. Little <laughs> do the listeners know it's been like 12 minutes. Good stuff. <clears throat> Before we move on, do you have any other like terrible or worse jobs experiences? Yes. I have a bunch, but I'll just highlight one. So this kind of goes into our next like portion of the jobs, which would be post-grad jobs. Before I totally blast this one company I worked for, I I, uh, did freelance graphic design right after college, a little bit of my senior year. So I worked from home. My parents like thought it was crazy. They didn't think that I had like a real job, but I'm probably, I made more money right out of college than I do now, which I'm sad to admit, but damn. Yeah, it was awesome. But I was also 1099, which I didn't understand. But until that means you're paying out taxes (laughs) every April. So, but I just like didn't understand that like I was supposed to be doing it uh, quarterly. And yeah, so I owed the IRS a shit ton of money after that. Anyways, so um, 
and I can talk a little bit more about working for Reed and Associates because that's probably the best job I've ever had. Uh, but she taught me a lot about like what it is to be a graphic designer out in the field, a lot about like printing that I didn't know or like wasn't taught in college. Uh, so I worked for her when I moved back to Jackson for like six months. And then when my sister's lease was up in Nashville, I moved to Nashville. So I continued to work from her for her because I literally worked from her house or from home. So what would the difference would be? I just wouldn't see her half of the week. Working from home. That yeah, shit's the best. It was insane. But um, anyway, so when I moved to Nashville, um, Miss Mary uh, got some more workers. So I didn't have as many hours. So I started working for other like virtual marketing teams. So I'm not going to say the company's name because I actually was still on their website up until like two years ago and I haven't worked there in a while. Yeah. I mean, wow. it's just like very poorly managed. So I was a virtual marketing assistant, uh, assistant, assistant. <laughs> I was a virtual marketing assistant. And so I didn't do graphic design for her, uh, but I would just do like random like tasks that had to do like support marketing campaigns yeah. that we were doing. So uh, one thing specifically that I did, so we, um, one of our clients was like this, this uh, doctor brain surgeon who um, had this blog on the, s the side. He was all about paleo, cold thermogenics, which is like dunking yourself in cold ass water for like health purposes and like stuff like that. It was all very interesting stuff yeah science but, i, get, I yeah. get it i know science so um <laughs> he and all about like emf was like a big thing that he would talk about and uh like not looking at screens right before you go to bed because it like affects your rim cycle like i learned a lot of stuff working for him so before he was one of our clients he would write these blog posts that were just like would go on and on and it was just like nonsense I mean not nonsense but it was just like all these words to say just like getting in cold water is good for you you know you like need it was someone just to like, clean it up shorten yeah, it up edited that exactly shit. and so he also had like this affiliate program where um he would sell products like squatty potty and if you bought from his link he would get a kickback from that. Yo, we should get squatty potty to fucking sponsor this uh, shit. I would fucking love that. Those are the best. They are the best. Well, my, we can talk about that another yeah, time. Yeah, we should. Let's not, so, um, anyways, one of my uh, tasks was to, like, optimize his blog post. So, what that That's meant dope. was, like, I'd read through all of it. And, y'all, I would have, it would take me so long to do it. Because I'd read a paragraph and I'd be like, what the fuck is he trying to say? Delete that whole and, like, segment. I, yeah. And it's like, I don't, I'm, I did take editing classes in college, but. I'm by no means a writer. So, like, it felt, I didn't let it show, but it was very, like, uh, intimidating having to do this. So, I told. Fake it till you make yeah, it. Yeah, I told my boss several times. I was like, hey, you're not giving me enough hours to do this. Like, we totally underestimated this project. Like, it, this is insane. I'm having to reread a lot of this stuff because I don't understand what he's saying. Then someone's going to have to, like, come by and make sure that, like, I'm not a doctor. Like, is am I getting the gist of, like, what he's saying? So um, it got to a point where, like, she wasn't going to give me the hours. So I was a contracted employee. So I'm just like, well, it's not going to get done because you're not giving me enough time to complete this project. I'm not going to bill for less than what I'm putting into this project. Damn like straight. that doesn't make any fucking sense. 
So um, it got to the point where I had to start recording our calls because she would tell me to do, and this is on just pro other projects, she would tell me how to do something and I'd do it. And then she'd come back the next week and be like, why did you do this? We have to start all over. And I'm like, you literally told me to, to do it this way. So she ended up firing me, air quotes, under the, uh, over the blog post stuff. And uh, then two weeks later, she tried to hire me back and apologize and threw the project manager under the bus, who was the only person that had my back about like, no, we need to like bill more. I'd have been so, like, nah, bitch. Yeah, so I, I, I didn't work for her anymore. I was like, if she had like apologized, but she just like blamed it all on the project manager. It was crazy. I've never worked for someone so delusional and unaware and sad. She would always like want and sad. Yeah, God like she would always want me and my sister to come over and like watch Nashville the show. And like the first couple of times I was just like, well shit, she's our boss. We fucking got to. But then she would like tell us all this weird stories about like how she lost her virginity at like age like 38. And I'm Whoa. like, I literally just met you. She would also dip <laughs> She would dip those like I thought you were saying like she would no. dip like pack a fat lipper. She was she was all like health conscious and would talk about how she was like gluten free. One time we went to Rose Pepper and you know how they have the little uh sour cream and guacamole come in the little tiny tortilla shells? It's like a little mini boat. Rose Pepper's in East Nashville, right? Oh fuck you. Oh so, then no, I haven't uh, been. Anyways, one <laughs> time been. we went there. And she wigged out on the waitress because she's like, I'm gluten-free. She's gluten-free by choice. She's not celiac or anything. Like, she has no gluten intolerance. She's like, I'm gluten-free. Why didn't you tell me that these were going to come in? It's like the waitress doesn't fucking know. You got to let people know if you're gluten-free. But so she pretends like she's all health conscious. But then when we were over at her house for the first time to watch Nashville, she had like a spread of snacks. Do you want to know what the spread was? Those like kettle chips. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, like yeah. sea salt. I like those. And just sour cream. That was all she had. Like not awesome spread. Not a dip like made with sour cream. It was literally a like thing of sour cream. Thirty-eight years old. Isn't you say. that so weird? Thirty-eight years old, really? <laughs> so that is one of the worst jobs I've ever had, and like my second job post college. So. Ooh, 38 year old virgin. Hey. So, yeah. I don't mean this in a bad way, but she probably could have kept a man around longer if she was feeding him more than kettle chips and yeah. sour cream. You know, normally I would get pissed at what you just said, but you're right. That bitch is crazy. <laughs> like, how about, oh how about a vegetable platter or something? <laughs> That's gluten free. I know for damn sure. Oh. There ain't oh no God. gluten in baby carrots but and cauliflower. Like, how are you going to get mad at this, this like server for not telling you that the little boats of sour cream are in the like tortilla shell, but you're going to dip regular chips? It's so bizarre to me. She's clearly a horrible person. Uh, I defended, defriended her on Facebook, so I have no idea what she's up to. Who cares? <laughs> Who fucking cares? Definitely not me. Good. No one should. She sucks. <laughs> Um, so what are some post-grad jobs that you had? I'd say immediately after college, while I was awaiting the sale of the food truck to go through, I guess I should preface this by saying, all right, and, and this, this can be a topic for another, another episode. 
in college, I had a cookie milk delivery company. It was called Baked in the Borough. Get Baked in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. That Before Jake's Bakes. Before Jake's Bakes. I had the first cookie and milk delivery business in Middle Tennessee, probably in all of Tennessee. But here we are now. <laughs> do you still have that thing Morgan painted for you? I do. <laughs> I do have it. That's awesome. So, yeah, I started out of the, uh, started out of the apartment of the crib and um, – Fast forward years later, again, that's, that's a, this is a conversation for another time, but it was dope. It, it was awesome. Anyways, what spawned from that was a food truck. So during the time after I graduated in spring of 2012, I was trying to locate a food truck. And during the time um, we were waiting for the sale to go through, I needed, you know, I needed something to do. So I rented a golf cart. And around MTSU campus, I charged people a dollar per ride to class. And I did that, like, for six, seven hours a day. You did? I, I didn't know that. I started a Twitter account that was, like, golf cart taxi. <laughs> and that's how people... That, now there's that shit all over downtown Nashville. I know. That's, 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 how, that's how people would hit me up for rides and stuff. They'd hit me up, <laughs> tell me to be here at a certain place. Um, I would go to, like... That's hilarious. Across uh, Rutherford, across Greek Row, that giant parking lot that had the three bus stops. I'd mm -hmm. pull up over there, and a lot of people would be waiting for the bus. And I'd pull up and be like, yo, dollar ride to anywhere you need to go to on campus. I can fit three. And I can hit three. Well, for, first, first off, people would be looking at me weird like... Uh, and Who I the just, fuck is this? I remember this, I remember this, uh, this big football player one day. He was like, shit, I got a dollar for a ride. <laughs> And he hopped in, and then and then once he did, like two others hopped on. Oh and my god! I drove them to the BAS, and they gave me a dollar. <laughs> and and I remember, I would I would uh I I had the square reader that I could plug into my phone, so I could take cards. <laughs> oh my god! So that's why you'd have that golf cart at MTSU yeah. or the football games. Yeah, and, and I didn't realize and so you did that. I did that first day of school. Where did you get the golf cart? Fall semester. I knew a guy who rented out golf carts <laughs> and sold fuck? golf carts. Your life, that's hilarious. And and it was great because I would like I would solicit it around campus as I'm like as I'm giving people rides. I had a megaphone with me and I was like <laughs> I was like golf cart express, dollar ride to class. Got a buck? You're in luck. <laughs> yep. One Have day? a seat, save oh your feet. Help me eat, you know? <laughs> and I would give people rides. And then to make it even better because I could probably spend, uh, I spent like maybe $15 on gas a week for that thing. And that, and I drove that bitch around. Like it got, I mean, it was very fuel efficient. <laughs> and like each day I would make, you know, I would make close to a hundred bucks because people would tip me too. And then I also started selling uh, dollar bottles of water <laughs> and dollar squeeze-its. Remember the squeeze-its? <laughs> and so then it ended up being that like, the squeezes and bottles of water would pay for my gas and everything. Yeah. So it, it was good. Damn. One day you're going to be a millionaire. <laughs> well, that was the grind. That, that was my grind <laughs> shit right there. Oh my and, gosh. and it was fun. Um, so that was, so then, then once the food truck sale went through, we did stuff on the food truck again, baked in the borough food truck, generally Southern different episode. But I will say this when it was a, it was winter time. I knew I couldn't do the food truck in the winter because you got to winterize it and that that's, you know, costly and all of that. So I was a seasonal FedEx driver <laughs> yeah, ringing doorbells like, did somebody order a package? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Um, that that was a fun time. It was fun being being a FedEx guy. That's a good company to work for, right? 
UPS is the good one to work oh. for. So so UPS. You say that every yeah. single time we have this conversation. UPS is the Because I always say, that's a good company to work for. I will say this just in case nobody knows. FedEx trucks and Fe- FedEx drivers, they are trucking companies that contract with FedEx. So similar to how my cousin had his own truck and contracted with a company that contracted for the big orange home improvement store. That same thing with FedEx. So I worked for a trucking company that that contracted with FedEx. So uh, so with that being said, like I had different types of trucks, manual stick shift trucks. Damn. Uh, yeah. Um, and my my route was. Spring Hill, Columbia, and parts of Franklin. So mm-hmm. out in the fucking country. Country. Yeah. Uh, but that was that was fun. And it was seasonal, too, so we were busy. The the FedEx hub that was actually employed by FedEx, um, by FedEx corporate, they took care of all the contracted drivers and sent us out every day with goodie bags and all sorts of stuff. I remember my contractor had this sweet-ass Mercedes delivery truck. I mean, I felt like what? I was... Oh yeah, it it was dope. I, and sprinter vans and shit. Uh so that was that was a fun time. Um I guess post grad after that I did more food truck stuff until I landed the job that I have now. Mm. Which I guess we should talk about the jobs we have now, what we do. I guess without divulging the name of the com- or the the name of the company you work for. We can just say that it is a big, uh, no. big rideshare company, correct? Correct. <laughs> and 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 what do you what do you do for them? <clears throat> so I do a lot of marketing, but I also do graphic design, which wasn't like in the job description, but because of the skills that I possess, I've been able to do a lot of graphic design for a pretty big company, which has been really awesome. My portfolio is stacked so just to gas rachel up real quick she showed me a picture of one of the signs that she designed for this company that was in indianapolis Mm -hmm. that's like 210 feet long yeah across the the, across the top of this building it's almost the size of a football field it looks dope rachel designs that shit she it's the biggest thing i've ever made again i'm p proud p proud <laughs> without without divulging again the name of the company she the the stuff she does for their events around town that they sponsor that's all her all the stuff that y'all see that's what she does it's really cool and but before you joined the marketing squad with them you you got promoted within the company right yeah i started out on the social media support team and you know i think support people get shit on a lot I really did enjoy it like it's like it could get it was a pretty emotionally draining job but like it was kind of fun to like figure out what was wrong like in um it was social media so sometimes we would be like tweeting celebrities with like brand engagement so um, Dwayne Wade do what Dwayne Wade yeah Dwayne Wade or that uh what was that? There was one D- DJ that I tweeted, and this was a collab tweet with uh, one of my coworkers, Nick. But uh, this DJ had God, I have it saved on my computer, but um, I can't remember who it was. But he had tweeted, "I fucking love at our company." Company. And um, <laughs> so we were just like, "Oh shit, this guy has a bunch of followers. Like, we need to figure out 
what we want to say. And so Nick came up with the idea. We wub 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 you too because wub was in that oh, was in his yeah. So I was great. just like send it send it and he he was too nervous to send it because I mean he was I know he was very oh my god he was new though it's like tweeting celebrities from the like main page it's very like uh intimidating you know like you want to make sure it's like very public facing so i sent the tweet and i got all the glory but Good. i made sure to tell it that it was a joint effort for sure wait to reach down and grab your metaphorical balls and slam them on the table for that <laughs> good Fuck that. Fuck it. No, I mean, I'm not, was, I'm not getting it. No, 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 no. I, I get he it. Was, it's, it's tough. He was so new. Like, now sure. he's probably one of the best. Well, he's not on that team anymore. That's good that he but thought like, of that. He's, I love, he's love, very love, love, creative and hilarious. And he did a bunch of, after that, I think it kind of, the recognition that I got gave him the confidence to just like, oh, it's not that scary. Cool. That's good. But, um, yeah, and the company that I work for, it's been really great. I nev- Most of the places that I've worked, I've either, like, before, I it was... Uh, my very first job, Miss Mary. It was literally me, her son, my cousin, and her. So it's so small. And then, like, the virtual marketing team that I went to next, uh, either people were on the other side of the country or if they worked in Nashville. I Sometimes I didn't even meet some of these people. We would just have Skype meetings. So it's nice to work with people that are like-minded and people that I, like, want to be friends with. For sure. The people in your office are really dope. Yeah. I, I enjoy chilling on the couch in the booths at WeWork <laughs> with uh with with some of them. <laughs> I I like I won't say his name, but when he said to you like, so is the basis of y'all's relationship just talking shit to each other twenty four seven? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and don't ever fucking assume anything <laughs> like that again. That's dope. So uh, you're about to come up on uh, two years really soon with mm-hmm. them. I'll be, yeah, I will we'll have been on the local marketing team for a year, the end of November. November 27th was my start date. But I will we'll have crazy. been at this company <laughs> for two years, uh, February 28th. Dope. So. That's awesome. Crazy. Good company. It's a good company. Good and mission statement. And this is the first year, because I've always done freelance graphic design. This is the first year that I've done, like, none. It's been awesome. <laughs> good. They're keeping you busy. I mean, yeah. Like, I, it's not awesome in a sense that, like, I do miss graphic design. I mean, I'm doing it for the current company, but I do miss kind of, like, working on several different clients. But I'm not that business savvy and good at, like, like, I need someone to feed me projects, not me go looking for business, if that makes sense. For sure. So I like working for one company instead of several clients. Who are constantly changing their minds and yeah. what they want and all that. <laughs> well, I think uh, you you being a two personality definitely helps with, like, the support side of things. You oh, know? yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the current company i'm with and i can say, i'll say their name because every, everyone knows that everyone fucking knows your you're always works, cross promoting everything boys work works for ditto music <laughs> when you see the two plus signs you know what it is so i started on support i actually applied to like 50 jobs in nashville and being an entrepreneur having the cookie company and the food truck i didn't realize that during my early and mid-20s that that would kind of fuck me in the sense of getting corporate work experience Mm. 
no one really cared about that shit on my on my resume. They just want to know like, well, you know, have you worked for somebody and yeah. for how long? Oh, and you're telling me freelance? Everyone's like, you were unemployed. I'm like, no, I've been making I, stacks on stacks. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Even my so, own parents didn't think that I like had a legit job. Well, so here, here's the funny thing. The- so when my we uh, I've mentioned this before. We have two CEOs of the company. They're brothers, Matt mm-hmm. and Lee. And Lee will joke around about how when he goes to visit his parents, his dad's always like, when are you going to get a real job? And all that, he's, he works in music. He's, he's like, uh, yeah, dad. I guess parents will always be like that. That's pretty fucking funny. It, it is. It's, it's great. Like, when are you going to have kids? And when are you going to get a real job? You know, it's like, you do realize that, that Matt and I have the same job. He just has kids. And you're not, he's not taking the piss for this. So, so so when so I applied to about fifty different jobs in Nashville in the music industry, I didn't get a single call back. Not for even these part time jobs that a monkey could fucking do. Damn. And and I the reason I applied is because I didn't this was the year after the FedEx stuff and I was like, I don't want to do FedEx seasonally mm-hmm. um in in Nashville when I'm here when the food truck is season is over. So I was like, Well, let me look for something. So, you know, it's one of those things where I, I I guess I put it out there in into the universe and I I drove by there several times and I kind of just kept thinking about it and and you know not necessarily prayed for it or meditated but you know I, I th- actively thought about it because they were the only company Ditto was the only company that I did not get like a rejection email from mm-hmm. everyone else at least they said like no we're going with someone else I'm like fucking a like who could you who could be more qualified to to do this you know, piss Would ant you job. Get, like to the interview process. No, not even That's that. So not even that. And I'm telling you, the, the stuff that that this this is, and I'll say the companies, performing rights organizations like BMI and ASCAP, literally the job it was part time where you call new businesses across the country, whether it's a new gas station, grocery store, wh- everything, and say, hey, if you play music in your store. You have to have a license and you have to pay us. And that's really, that's literally what it is. Mm-hmm. So they, I didn't even get the opportunity to fucking cold call motherfuckers. Damn. Well, one night out after a Preds game, I got an email from Lee and it was basically saying like, hey, uh, we'd like for you to, this is the written test for our interview. And it was like eight questions. I probably spent eight hours writing those out. And then within 24 hours, he's like, can you meet me for an interview? And I said, sure. When he goes, how about this Saturday at 2 PM? And I'm like, all right, where <laughs> And it was at edge Hill cafe. That's funny. So here I am, you know, did y'all have an, I guess you didn't really have an office. Were you the first employee? No, no, no. They had been around for, a, for two or three in Nashville? years in Nashville. Oh, okay. So, so, um, so I'm thinking like, well, fuck this is at a coffee shop on a Saturday. What do I wear for an interview? Cause normally it's at the office during business hours. So I just put on like some, some black dress pants and a dress shirt, unbuttoned, no tie, none of that. And I'm sitting outside waiting, waiting for him. I know what he looks like. Cause I did my research on the company and, uh, I hear this loud car come up and <laughs> here comes this Maserati. And I, I see, I see him and I'm like, here we go. And, uh, Sat down. He instantly offered me the job once he, you know, saw how good looking I am and, okay. <laughs> and all of that. And uh, but it it was for a support position. Mm-hmm. So I, I started uh, that following Monday, 
and it was an office uh, that included him and three others, and that was the U.S. office. Okay, that's right. I we had I we had two first. remote people out on the West Coast at that point, and so I was doing support stuff. But I was told that if you get done with your support work and you're able to, you know, do some side stuff, then you can really, you can really grind and make that bread. So I think like within my first six months, I sold close to forty thousand dollars worth of um, intangible assets, which which is tough, you know. Um, something that's not real is more like services, social media campaigns, mm-hmm. PR campaigns, all of that. And so uh, you know, little perfect timing. We had a couple people leave the company and move, and it was just myself and another. And he was on a different side of the company, and I was more on the creative side. And here we are, three years later, and I head up. The trade marketing team, which is dope, and for those wondering what trade marketing is, uh, please let me know because I still <laughs> not, I still don't know what it. Is. No. So so basically, in, just to give the rundown, independent music company. If you need your music online, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, all that, you got to go through a company like us, unless you are signed to a major label. So we have hundreds of thousands of clients worldwide. We have about 19 offices worldwide, and I work with like the top fraction of a percent of the artists that are you know have laid the groundwork have experienced all that and we do we do their marketing in regards to like playlisting and placement and features and all that so it's a lot of outreach to editors at spotify and apple and deezer and Tidal and google play and all that shit vivo youtube and it's a lot of fun I have, I have a lot of fun with it. I'll probably be with this coming for as long as possible. <laughs> but um, as far as like the near future, not for the next 24 days because your boy about to take a lot of time off. <laughs> you deserve it. Yeah. Matt, Lee, if Matt especially, I know you listen. <laughs> 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 but it, it's cool. Um, you know, we've, we've grown. When, when we started, we, I, I may have mentioned this on another episode, when we started – uh, when I, when I started with the company, we had four offices worldwide, London, Liverpool, Liverpool's our home base, London, Liverpool, Nashville, Melbourne, Australia. We had like maybe 35 employees. Now we have offices in 19 territories and probably employ about 150 people. That's crazy. Probably which half are like developers and tech people, but it's cool. It's cool. And if you're listening to this and want a job in the music industry, no, I will not give you a job. <laughs> However, if you know anyone who would be good for intern, let we can talk. And we have hired just about, we if you enter with us, there's a good chance we'll hire you. So, but it's a good job. I think the last thing we'll talk about dream jobs. What is your dream job? If you could wake up every morning mm-hmm. and do that shit for a few hours and make money, what would it be? I think it'd be really fun to be like, I mean, it's very close to what I do now, which is, I don't know if a good or bad thing. Like, If it makes you happy, gives you fulfillment and purpose, and gets you paid, yeah, then yeah. That's like, true. I mean, I definitely like, it's been a lot of fun like exploring the marketing side of like, of like what my skill set, I guess, but like graphic design has always been my favorite. It's what I went to school for. I've known I wanted to do it since I was the yearbook editor my senior Damn. year. Yeah. And um the pre meme era. Yeah. Like if I could just be like like be I mean, gosh, if I was on the creative team for the company, 
I work for now, like that'd be the dream. Like just being on the for creative sure. team for just like a cool company that's conscious about like the world around them and the environment or kind of same thing, a graphic designer for like a cool shop like Bando and just make like Bando like <laughs> like cute cards and posters and just like uplifting shit, you know, for sure. Just just branding and marketing. Yeah, I think that's that's dope. Yeah. What about you? So the funny one I have is that's on the rundown sheet is an adult film actor. Okay. What? As opposed to a child film actor. Okay. I want to be an adult that acts in films. So funny. Porn star. Uh, <laughs> I think everyone got it. Yeah. Um, Why though? Like, I mean, like what? Okay. Like I know you're probably just like, I need to, I, we need to get into this. No, because, I'm glad like, you asked why. Well, okay. So I know you're probably just thinking about like fucking a bunch of people, but think about, it's not, have you ever watched like documentaries from like adult film stars? Yes. Stuff? Like th there's all these people watching you. Like it's, I don't know. It just seems like too much. Yes. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Um, Am I, maybe I should have asked this question. I don't know. No, definitely. I think, I mean, when it comes down to it, you know, we like to talk about things on the on the podcast that people are, you know, kind of make people uncomfortable, but it's they still think about it. And I think that talking about things like this helps people think like, oh, it, you know, it makes them more comfortable or more confident, especially at least if they know that, oh, other people are thinking about it. You know, like the example with, you know, when to fart in a relationship <laughs> that goes through everyone's mind at, at some point in time. Um, but I don't know. I, I think for one, I think that part of it just on the real side. Yeah. OK, cool. It'd be fun to, to fuck a bunch of, you know, chicks. Oh, he's the word chicks. How about women? Women, ladies, <laughs> um, other porn actresses. There you go. But I think part of, but yeah, that's, that's the side point. But I think that part of it is that because from our upbringings in school and family and society, there's certain codes and certain, you know, just things we have to, to live by. And I, and you know, I think that it's, Part of me thinks it's so cool to see people that go out and do something crazy that they are just so free spirit and free minded that they don't give a fuck what other people think that they're going to do what they want. And let's be real. When you are naked on camera doing, you know, doing that type of stuff, it don't get much more like, like freeing than that. that I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I it, just... It's perspective. And I'm not, I don't think I'm, I'm really wording it the best way. But I think it's cool that people can let loose about and let go about what other people think and be like, yo, this is this is me. Now, obviously, I'm probably almost 100 percent never going to be able to. I don't even know how to break into that industry. Um, I'm sure I have I have some ideas how and I I don't want to oh I don't want to go down that road. But I don't know. The I think amateur it's, category. Yeah, right. <laughs> If you if you see me sitting on a black leather couch, <laughs> oh <my laughs> you know it's about to go down. <laughs> But, but I don't know. I think there's just this something. This room that we're currently in looks like a bad porno room. Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do it in here. <laughs> I wonder if Phil has. Oh, I don't want to think about yeah! that. Uh, Probably uh, near this glass of uh, fruit flies. Sitting right where you are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think it would just be, it would just be interesting. I don't know. Like, <clears throat> um, 
I'd say as far as like real dream job. Yeah, be serious. Let's not talk about an in- industry that has been <laughs> mistreating women forever. Well, dr- dream job. <laughs> uh, I think that a National Geographic photographer would be fucking dope. Mm-hmm. I think an astronaut would be dope. And again, so you're are- thinking more along the lines of like, because I was going to ask this question next. Like, what's a job that like, What's your dream job in terms of like skills that you possess? Okay, to be. And then next we'll do. I got you. I got you. It would be for those who who know who uh, who Jimmy Iovine is. If y'all have ever seen, I don't actually. Okay, Jimmy Iovine. um, It's a documentary on HBO called The Defiant Ones with Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre, and it's how they both started in their careers in the music industry. Obviously, Dr. Dre being a DJ in South Central L.A. and then forming the group N.W.A. and then producing and doing all that. And then you have Jimmy Iovine up in the East Coast in New York that was working for, like, record press plants and then, you know, sweeping at studios until he got called in on, like, Easter Sunday to do something with John Lennon and and then how they came together. So pretty much Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre, uh, Interscope Records. That's them. Interscope Records, they... They came up with the Beats headphones. They sold Beats to Apple, and they're both billionaires. That's crazy. So they're they are straight up like icons and moguls in the music industry. Moguls. So I would love to be a music industry mogul, mm-hmm. and that term is dope too. And there's very few moguls. You got you got them. You got Diddy, Lior Cohen, uh, Jay Z. You know. I, you can probably even put Birdman up there, but I would love to. I would love to be someone high up in the music industry. I don't. I don't want to say any sort of like position because I don't know what positions are going to be around even two months from now. Yeah, like it's crazy. It's crazy. I could go. I could go day after. You know, I, I could go on and on about day to day shit in the music industry of how everything's changing. First thing I do in the morning, I read the latest uh, highlighted. Um, articles from Music Business Worldwide. Keep myself posted on everything. But I would say, given my skill set, that's definitely what I would love to do day to day. Aside from that, I think uh, if all else failed, learn how to be a day trader and just <laughs> do stocks and shit all day. So yeah, so that that was that's that's mine. If you had Rachel is petting the cat right now, <laughs> scratching the cat, and she's loving every minute of it. You might be able to hear, her, hear purring. her purr in the microphone. Be dope. Okay, so what about dream abstract job? I've said I've said adult film star, National Geographic photographer, astronaut. You know, I, I, at one point as a kid, I wanted to be a yeah. professional baseball player. <laughs> I think it'd be really Rapper. fun to be like just in a band, like the lead singer of a band. Fucking rock star. Yeah, like that'd be awesome. Or like if I wasn't in the band, I'd be a backup dancer, like something like that. To still tour with them and shit. Yeah. That'd be dope. You know, but for now, I'll just get down at the club. <laughs> the club. Don't take a picture of this. I'm just videoing you doing this with the cat because <laughs> it's adorable. She's my best friend. Uh, other dream job, <laughs> own a bunch of land and it will be a sanctuary for all feral cats. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll take all the cats that are in our neighborhood that Elliot and Warren won't let me feed. <laughs> <laughs> the cat whisperer. 
there there are some other cool jobs out there. I think definitely doing doing something, just being able to get up every day and do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Like I always said this when my parents would ask, and I and I'll put this up like realistically, if I can figure out how to do this, aside from skill set and you know climbing as high as I can in the music industry, I think that being able to monetize being a good friend, being like a best friend, to be able to make money from doing that. I'm sure there's a way. Uh, um, have you watched that show, uh, is it Maniac on Netflix? I haven't seen it. They have this like service where you can buy like a best friend or something like that. I sent you that meme that was like professional mourner. Like <laughs> yeah. for fifty for fifty bucks, I'll show up to a, I'll show up to a funeral and I'll sit in the pews and I'll cry. <laughs> for a hundred dollars for a hundred dollars, I will I will cry on your grandma's, your your wife's, your sibling's shoulder, whatever. Um, for two hundred dollars, as they're as they're uh, lowering you or whoever into the ground, I'll scream and and cry and bawl hysterically. For five hundred dollars, I will jump into the ground oh onto the gosh. casket, and it's just a picture of this dude. Why would you buy? Why like why? Like know. so would so would you put that in your your will? Like the person who died would want to have that, or I, would someone hire? I think I don't understand. I think the context the of it was like or the market for this. It was like, yo, do do you want to make it seem like you were cared for more or like <laughs> this? More? Like that's funny. So so yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you know if. Uh, if you got any job openings, <laughs> <laughs> I will say where, where I thought I would be at almost 30, I'm not necessarily there. And I don't mean that as a bad thing. I more just mean like what I want in a job has totally changed for sure from where I was in college. And a little bit of that has to do with like, kind of, I mean, like what you were saying, like the availability and like the positions that were open, who were hiring, like there's a lot of uh, companies that would be like, well, you need experience. And then there are other uh, companies that were like, um, we can't pay you, but you can be an intern. Yeah. So I don't know. It's been a, a long, weird journey. It's a catch 22 there. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just, I guess the point that I'm trying to make that I used to think that like, making all this money was kind of like the main goal. But now that I'm older, I'm like, I just want to like have a good job that I like care about what I do. I don't necessarily take it home with me in terms of like stress or working around the clock. Like I did when I was working freelance. Mm, must be nice. But I also want to like have time off to like, I, don't, I want to be able to pay for like the good life, but not the extravagant life. For sure. I think a lot of people our age, too, are, like, kind of like, shit, like, I took this one path in college, and that's not really painting out where I want it to go. Like, what do I do now? Like, Yeah, now, I will say this. There is that, there is that stigma with millennials and entitlement, like, well, you're not supposed to be at the top by the time you're 30 and all that. Here's the thing, though. When we were, like, 18, 20, by the, you know, when people graduated college— they had just given the state of the economy and the in the time that it was. It was to our understanding that you graduated college and you started an entry level position at like forty thousand dollars a year with benefits, mm -hmm. and that is not the motherfucking it's case not. now. So by the time <laughs> you got to age thirty, you were making decent money just given you know your annual you know raises and all that, and then mm -hmm. promotions. So 
I think there was opportunity for us to get better, but just how everything kind of panned out, we got yeah. the shit into the stick. Now that doesn't mean that doesn't that doesn't mean that you know we're we're not qualified. And I get it; you have to be patient. But at the same time, too, like you know, they should have they should have let us know. They should <laughs> they should have told us what it was. Yeah. Well, and I think that it's it the workforce has just changed. Like, yeah, there's the same jobs that exist that like we're out there when our parents were graduating college but like it's totally different like you can be someone who works from home or remote or is like an entrepreneur and have like all these different like projects and you don't have to work at a job for very long without like maybe moving to the next company and using that as a trajectory instead of like just working your way up in the company like I've heard a lot of people older people complain about like not being like loyal and staying at the same company and it's like well but if it makes sense for me to go somewhere else for me I'm gonna do that absolutely (laughs) and that whole like job hopping thing that's fuck that like that's a thing of the past now if there are reasons and there are even answers you can give people for like why you only stayed with a job for six months before you bounced or like if you if you didn't make it a year with them or something um so yeah, it, it things have definitely changed. You know, I'm I'm cool with where I'm at. Definitely, definitely would like to be compensated a little bit more, but I think everyone <laughs> hint, feels hint, that way. If you're listening, yeah, yeah, like it, it'll this happen. Is, this is the first time in probably the last five years where I'm just like I'm happy. Like I'm definitely like I want to see where this like how this plays out. But, like, I'm good to wait until that moment of, like, the next step. And it's a good spot to be in. That is a good spot to be in. <laughs> Speaking of good spots to be in, what are you doing this weekend? Um, I'm going to the Third Coast Improv Fest, that comedy club in Marathon Village. Been there. It's awesome. Um, do, you know, do you know the improv troupe that's doing it? So it's a fest, so there's like a bunch. It actually starts tonight. Oh, shit. Is it like where they try to break the record? They do it non I'm like- not sure. I thought that it was more just like different troops go on okay. at different times and kind of run through their You've been before, set. right? I haven't. Well, I've been to an yeah. improv set, but not to Third Coast. You're going to love it. These guys I'm are... I'm very excited. So my friend Kim... Uh, is a part of the troupe for the Third Coast troupe. And uh, she helped, like, put the whole festival on. And she gave me some tickets for hooking up, up with some stuff through work. And so, yeah, me and Allie and Britt and Tessa are going to go. I'm very excited. You're going to love it. I had a lot of fun when I went. Damn, so, I should have invited you. It's all good. Uh, when are you going? Saturday. Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to the Preds game Saturday oh, night. So it's all good. Anything else you're doing this weekend? <clears throat> No, maybe if the weather's sunny again, I'm just ride now some looking at the weather. bird scooters on Sunday like I did last Sunday. Saturday, mostly cloudy, high of 64. Oh my gosh, how could we forget tomorrow is Orin's birthday? You know, it's crazy. When I don't put stuff on the calendar, I always forget it. I, I'm a calendar, like, yeah. I'm a calendar You're a calendar boy. cunt. <laughs> Yes, it comes around full circle. Calendar cunt. Sorry, mom. You'll probably never watch, listen to this though. No. If my mom made it through this, if if she made it through all the way, and she heard that, I know she's bawling, <laughs> laughing right now, hearing that. I'll email her tomorrow. Tomorrow night, 
is Oren's birthday. How old is he turning? 31. 31. Uh, okay, so me and Elliot were like texting all the friends because, you know, that's stressful for our boy Oren. And I texted, I had this like planned out text because I'm a planner. And it was like, Oren's turning 31. We're having s'mores in a fire pit at the place. And Stevie responds, what'd you say? S'morin'? S'morin'. <laughs> We're having a s'morin' party. A s'morin' party. Uh, hopefully, it's not supposed to rain, but hopefully the weather's okay. It, we're it will be good. Okay. It'll be fun. That's going to so be yeah, fun. So, yeah, party at our house. If you know where us, we live, come by our house. Shout out the night. address <laughs> real quick. No. If if you are listening to this, which y'all know the deal, we make this go live at like 7 a.m. on Friday morning, 7 a.m. Central. Orange's actual time. birthday. Orange's birthday. Then, uh, then, yeah, like hit... You know where to reach us yeah, at Stevie G, Stevie G on Instagram <laughs> at Rach Face Yo. Hit My us cat up. Sassy will be there. It's going to be a party. Sassy the cat. <laughs> um, shit. I was going to say something else about but the you party. were taken off guard by me saying the C word. Yeah. Oh, give me a second. Hold up. With the party. Uh, it's not going to nah, come shit. to me. It's all good. It'll. Um, <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. Yeah, I'm excited. This is um, the first time that we'll have like a party where at our house. Well, since I've been a roommate, and it's like all our friends together. So I'm excited. This is great. I'm gonna I'll, I'll bring a a pie or something. <laughs> uh, you can bring some s'more stuff. I am. I'm gonna bring. Have I, I did I ask you? Have you ever had a s'moreo? Uh, oh my God! Smorio, graham cracker, marshmallow, chocolate, Oreo. Wow! It's a smorio. It's in theme because you call Oren Oreo. Yes, that uh, that started from a typo. Um, also, if you have any uh, chairs for outdoor, bring them because we don't have a lot of seating. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm more talking to specifically you. Oh me? Yeah. You. Come on now, you know I keep that thing on me. You know you I keep. <laughs> You know, I keep that chair in my, in my truck. <laughs> keep all the, the chairs in your truck. Yeah. So <laughs> doing that Friday, you're doing improv Saturday. I'm going to the Preds game Sunday. Bird scooting Sunday. Yeah, it should be good. Riding birdie. Also, uh, for those listening to this, when it goes live, if you've made it to this far, I'm just, I'm just thinking of someone who actually listens to this from 7, 7.30 a.m. until we've hit like the two and a half hour mark with this. <laughs> Uh, your boy's doing the Ditto Music Instagram story takeover oh, shit, tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to be good. You know, your boy does his thing with them stories. Um, He's pretty clever. Other than that, I think, we're, think that's a wrap. All right. Is that a wrap? That's a wrap. All right. Bye. Good. You know, I always wait for the bye. <laughs> Do it one more time. Bye. <laughs> Cunt. <laughs>